Hello everybody, welcome back to Trope Stormers. We're back for a short storm in a tea break. Not a bolt. We decided against that because it was a bit shit. It wasn't our best work. No. no. So storm in a tea break, that's what we're sticking with. But what is Trope Storming? Well, you know, if you're going about your daily commute or whatnot, or I don't know, whatever you're up to right now, hi. Hopefully it's not too weird. Uh, tropes, yes. That's what we're doing. We're storming them tropes. Basically, anything that appears in culture, so be it film, TV, literature, they're story devices that can be used for good or for bad purposes. Basically, to help a story or a narrative along. Great. So, basically, this is a little amuse-bouche, if you like. A nugget. A nugget, a snippet of what we do on our main podcast. Yep, we do have one of those. And last time, uh, if you didn't check it out before... Have a look at our efforts looking at the first uh, Rocky film and check that out and, and see what you think and give some feedback on that. The zero to hero, that journey from being a bum, being a bum, but a bum rock, <laughs> a hood in the streets to becoming a world champ. So that's a, a classic example. Oh, oh, he didn't become world champ in the first movie. Sorry, I'm skipping ahead to a couple of Rocky films there, aren't I? Oh, man, we're bad with those spoilers. Right. Uh, yes. Spoilers will be involved, especially on the main. Oh, Christ. Let's right and centre. Storm in a tea break. Little short snippet of what the podcast is about. We're just flirting with you. Yeah. Yeah. We're just uh, sidling up to you at the bar. Tickling your balls. Tickling your balls. <laughs> we might buy you a drink first. But what I thought we'd talk about today, one thing that's been really prevalent at the minute, you had things like Black Mirror. Yep, love that it. recently. And we, we've both watched the, the latest series. Yep. We may come on to do that at a later date. But it's the idea of technology and technology as a trope in itself. What do you think we're getting at when we're talking about technology in terms of tropes, Chris? I mean, shall we cut to the chase? Are you basically going down the technology is evil? Evil, nasty, mean, oppressive technology, destroy the human race, technology, Terminator style. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's one classic example, isn't it? Um, yeah, basically, technology almost entirely, when the focus is on it, in, in film and literature, and particularly with things like Black Mirror, mm -hmm. uh, it's nearly always presented as evil or a threat. Yes. So I, what I thought we'd do is we're, we're, we're going to be doing uh, Blade Runner as our next... Big reveal there. Big reveal podcast. So, yeah. So we're all about dropping them spoilers. <laughs> uh, so there will be spoilers for several science fiction movies coming up ahead. We want to talk about how technology is presented in cinema, in literature... And things like that as well. So, can can you think of any examples of the technology is evil trope? Well, let me, let me slow you down there for a second. I'm going to take you back. You said literature. I've done my research. You know, I love doing my research. It's what what got me here in the first place. So, uh, since we're looking at technology and technology potentially being evil, have you ever heard of the Luddites? Whoa, that is going back. That is going back. I'm taking it back to where I think it may first be. I have heard of the Luddites, actually. I've accused people of being it, mainly of a, an older generation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so grandparents, that sort of thing. Has yeah. been Anyone who can't operate an iPhone. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Other smartphones are available. So, yeah, a Luddite, 
I'm definitely not reading from Wikipedia here. They were a secret oath-based organisation of English textile workers in the 19th century. Formed in Nottingham, uh, they were a radical faction and they destroyed machinery in protest, in a nutshell, because they were worried that it was uh, a fraudulent and deceitful manner of going about business. They were worried the machinery was going to be putting them out of jobs. There was a small rebellion. I say small, it lasted for a good five years. And it ended up with the factory owners uh, shooting the protesters. Uh, and eventually the uh, Luddites were suppressed by military force. Whoa, um, that escalated. That really escalated, yeah. So careful how you assault technology. So they basically like smashed up factory machines. Yep, they went in the jobs under threat, that sort of thing. Yep, damn machines coming here, taking our jobs. Yeah, I mean that that you know, given that we're going to be talking about Terminator, that is a Terminator film way to happen, in my opinion. <laughs> Go back to the nineteenth century. It's not going to be as accurate. Get rid of the Luddites. <laughs> John Connor's Luddite ancestor from Nottingham. <laughs> what do you think? Elevator pitch. Well, I mean, James Cameron is rumoured to be making Terminator 3. I say rumoured, it is happening, and I'm very excited about it. Whether or not there could be maybe a prequel, Terminator minus 200, going back to uh, Victorian times, pre-Victorian times, I think. It'd be great if they had, like, a Downton Abbey-style setting. With a Terminator. With a Terminator in it, personally. <laughs> but let's let's talk about that that franchise, because we're, get, we're, we're getting too excited and skipping ahead a little bit here yeah, yeah. with pitches and stuff. But what is the gist of, of that franchise? Why, why does that sort of embody the technology as evil? I guess it's like man gave rise to a machine, machine got smart, and then machine decided to destroy man. So there's a lot of neuroses and like fear, and it's kind of very of our time at the moment. Like people are worried about AI and what AI can do, and whether or not we're all going to lose our jobs and be replaced by machines. So I guess it's kind of like a deep-seated neurosis of man being surpassed at his own game by his own creation. I think it's a good basis for fiction. Yes. Uh, I think the rich, rich seem to be mined. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's explored in lots of films. Terminator is a bit of a double-pronged one in that you're looking at both time travel as a yeah. risky technology. We've already said we are going to cover time travel at some point. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's not going to lend itself well to uh, a tea break, perhaps. perhaps but not. interestingly, just to mention that, technology is presented as the risks of things like that, advances in time travel, but all, like you said, advances in the, what I guess they call it the singularity, don't they? Where um, machines surpass capability or match them at least of, of humans. Leads nicely on to uh, the imitation game. So that was uh, a test that was devised by Alan Turing in the 1950s uh, as to whether a machine could pass as a human, whether it could give responses that would fool a person into believing that it was or had consciousness. Uh, no machine has yet passed the Alan Turing test. I think it's always funny that it's much easier to make a film where technology is... Uh, put in a bad light and does bad things than think of uh, examples where technology is actually doing good uh, we spoke about this earlier and I could only come up with Big Hero 6 what did you come up with? Uh, I, I thought Robocop which you disagreed with initially I did because I 
I see what you mean, though. He he is an amazing police officer as a Robocop. But Ed he has t- a gun in his leg, Chris. He does. God, that film. We should do Robocop at some point. We will do, we will do, I think. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, you got me on the jaw with that jab and I swung back with Ed 209, so... But this links, I suppose, nicely with ter- Terminator and, and Robocop. Terminator, you have the big bad being the, the artificial intelligence of, of, of Skynet, uh, which is the, the, the AI that basically nukes the world. Yep. Not, not one for subtlety. But then, you know, as we talked about dragons a couple of weeks back, yep. uh, I guess the Terminators that get sent back, they are the... They are Skynet's you know, henchmen, aren't Skynet's they? Skynet's henchmen. They are Darth Vader. Yeah, so in a similar way, Ed 209 in the Robocop films is the henchman of... Uh, oh, what's it called? The humans, basically, the human... Uh, OCP. OCP, good memory. The, the corp, you know, like an evil corporation. So, again, you've got more kind of corporate greed as a trope. There. That is true. Uh, being that. Big Hero 6. Big fan of that. Love that film. Uh, I think the thing is, like, it's from when it goes, like, technology, machines in and of themselves are tools. That's all they are. Like, at the moment, machines, computers, technology, apps, software, programs, all they are are tools. And it's how they're utilised. And often it's man's hand that is, you know, on the wheel that dictates whether or not it's good or bad, what it's used for. It's not the machine's fault, it's a tool. I guess in these films, the tools gain awareness, they gain a consciousness. And that consciousness, I mean, it makes a better story when they're evil and try and kill the people that created them. It's a far more interesting story than... And then we discovered time travel and interdimensional... You know, space travel, and everyone was really happy. I mean, the Terminator films, and this links with the, the Matrix, they become quite monster-like. So you've got this this skeleton made in chrome with burning killer red eyes, and then in the Matrix, for instance, which is, again is about uh, a, a battle between man and machine, mm-hmm. and but also you've got the that's that's to do with you know alternate reality simulation theory and things like that. And the na- idea, the nature of what is reality. Yeah, so that explores it a bit further. But you've got these, uh, in essence, these huge <laughs> metallic killer squid things. Yeah, they're not so friendly. No. However, did you ever see the Animatrix? That's nerdy. Yeah, I mean that that was great. It's uh, fantastic. It's kind of explored the 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 law uh, around the the matrix. Yeah, how it came to be. Yeah, but originally in that at least the machines originally got um ostracized to somewhere in the Middle East and then became economically like superior and tried to come to the United Nations, but were turned away on numerous occasions. And really it was, well, in the Animatrix, it's man's own fault for his, like, demise, essentially. That Icarus kind of thing of flying too close to the sun. I remember in, in, in one of the big things in Terminator 2 is the, you, the creator of the, the AI... Or the guy who's developing the Miles AI. Davis. Miles Davis. No, no. Yes. Was that it? It was no. Miles something. Miles Davis was a tra- tra- uh, trumpet player. Yeah, I've got, I've got a blend of uh, just, a, <laughs> just a trumpet and a cabinet now. <laughs> well, next to the arm. Next to the arm, yeah, there's a big chrome trumpet. 
Miles Dyson, that's I it. the vacuum guy. Yes. Um, so yeah, he he, you know, he's got that Icarus flew too close to the sun kind of thing, and and um, created the 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 thing that proves to be the very downfall. And because you've got the time travel element in there, he actually finds out about this. And it, that that film is called Judgment Day, and it's all about preventing the the rise of the machines. All these are fantastic examples of technology pr- being presented. Uh, as evil um, there were some other examples that you had here as well obviously we talked about Black Mirror yeah recently. do you want to talk about any other examples that you can think of in that well Black Mirror it's always more insidious isn't it it's kind of like a creeping um, paranoia about technology like Charlie Brooker strikes me as a very paranoid man and I think they mostly uh, and he's got a writing partner as well. I think it's quite unfair. He's always credited with all the uh, Black Mirror fame, but he has a, a female co-writer who's just as important as he is. Um, putting that out there. Can't remember her name, though, so <laughs> that's awkward. We can edit that. Lady Macbeth presence. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah but it's kind of like he picks something and then extrapolates it to like like an insane sort of end point but it's all very real like and a lot of the things that have happened in it have come true as well um you look at some of the politics that's displayed um in some of the earlier ones uh the one where there's that guy and he's got like the dog and it's uh, a morphophized dog and uh, it's like shouting slogans and stuff i can't remember where i'm going with this so like yeah there's like reflect it obviously a big thing like the there's one, isn't there, where there's a link between artificial bees and Twitter. Remember that one? <laughs> stick, remember, stick with me on this one. Wait, I remember the artificial bees. Yeah, so what happens is a terrorist he gets the back hijacks bees. some bees. Uh, this sounds a lot shitter than it actually turns out to be. But, um, yeah, based on hashtags and Twitter comments, people making negative comments on social media is linked then to how these bees behave and who these bees end up attacking. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if there's somebody who's publicly hated, they ended up getting... Done in by the bees. Done in by the bees. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, it develops from there as an idea. You know, like you said, it's about the extremes. It's like, how does our behaviour online impact what happens more mm-hmm. broadly so probably come across Black Mirror a little bit later down the line I think that's worthy of its own definitely podcast uh, but I guess the point is rather than it being all about killer skeleton robot squid machines <laughs> uh, it can be stuff that's a bit more nuanced and yes. presented in a in a. Well, when you said about Twitter it actually made me think of I think the episode's called Be Right Back and it's the one with um Oh, what's Brendan Gleeson's son? Donald Gleeson. Donald. Donald Gleeson. Yeah, really hard to pronounce. Um, and it's uh, a woman has suffered a bereavement of her partner and gets in touch with this company and they use all of your online communications and send a robot and it's basically knows how to respond in the way that you would respond to things. Yeah, so it starts out like collating different posts and then trying to emulate what the person was like. Yeah. Uh, like applied machine learning, I suppose. Yeah. Which, you know, is, is a lot more subtle and you could imagine that. I mean, that has, that has been used in all sorts of 
political campaigns and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how most bots are sort of work. So I guess in, in to start with, they they always they often present the the technology as being a positive in some way. In in that, that particular episode, it's it's seen as a way of this person coping with a a loss yeah. or a bereavement. Uh, but again, it goes to the extreme. But there's always a nightmare sort of uh, connotation somewhere down the line. It goes wrong. And I kind of feel like that's been lost a little bit since it's transitioned to Netflix. I, I felt like the original Channel 4 ones, there was always a darker undercurrent, and it seemed to always end on a nightmarish note. Like, it never went well. Like, And sometimes you'd, it would end, and it would just... You'd be sat there just going, like, feeling like you'd lived through a nightmare, someone else's nightmare, like you were a voyeur to someone else's nightmare. The good thing about Black Mirror in general is that it, because it's vignettes, they can produce very different stories hmm. and very different angles on things. So you can get ones that are quite uh, macabre or solemn, and you can get ones that are quite playful as although, well. Although I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to uh, contradict myself now. Because um, I just remembered um, Metalhead. You remember that one with a little robot dog? Absolutely terrifying. Christ on a bike. That is terrifying. Okay. So it's still, it's, it's still there, I suppose. I just... I like the Hang the DJ one as well with Tinder. It was like a... That was really good. That, that one really, I think, was of its moment. Like, it felt like they were tapping into a zeitgeist, if you will, of, you know, these apps have become rife and... Uh, you know, what what could happen, like, and it was a very interesting take on it. And, you know, for all the beauty and the lushness of, is it San Junipero? Is that, is that what it, uh, San Junipero, yeah, the, uh, the another alternate reality, yeah. 80s. But when, like, pared down, basically those people are, are in a hospital in a vegetative state. You know, it's, none of it's real. It's almost like the Matrix, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess the the... The Matrix was the precursor to a lot of this kind of stuff. But then you also had things like... Uh, well, you could say Blade Runner was the precursor to that. Yeah, Blade Runner, which we'll, we'll look at next, which yeah. is the, to that. And then things like uh, New Romancer and a lot lot of the the sort of... Well, I'll take it right back to Metropolis. Fritz Lang's 27 masterpiece. masterpiece. Yeah, so uh, that's that looks at androids and and yeah, automation, a, automation and uh, technocrats basically taking control and people just being worker bees basically, like numbers basically working in factories. That's it. Yeah, for you know the betterment of a few people in the top echelons of society who lived privileged lives and controlled everything. So maybe the Luddites had a point. Maybe the Luddites had a point. Maybe we should uh, pick up some blunt objects and go uh, kick the crap out of Boston Dynamics. Although I don't fancy our chances. Have you seen that robot fucking dog? Who knows what they've got now? No, they'll have our pants down them things. They would. Yeah. Pro- uh, probably literally. Yeah, quite literally. It's probably a setting. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think that's a good point with which to... What a storm, what a teacup. Yeah. Storm in a tea break. That's a little snippet of the sorts of things we talk about on on the podcast. Um, so do check out uh, the previous episodes as well. Like I said, we've got ones on 
We've got Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, 1993's classic. We've got uh, Point Break. Point Break. As well as uh, Rocky was our, our latest one. Yep. Uh, and we had a bit of a hiatus, but we're, we're back now. We're back with Avengers. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, with, with, with Blade Runner. We had Life Admin and stuff. Yeah, which we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about a little bit. There'll be some hot uh, waffle at some point. Yeah, bit of ramble chat. If you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at Tropestormers on Twitter. Um, we're also at Tropestormers at gmail.com. Well, I've been Chris Jeeves. I've been Jim Kahlberg. And as we always say, here on Tropestormers, destroy the human race, technology, turn it Bye for now.